Coming to you live from all over the great state of Oklahoma. You're listening to your favorite podcast. It's Burgers and Brats with your hosts, Braxton Poe and Matt Marks. Welcome to a snowy Oklahoma. We are excited for the snow. We're getting a blizzard this uh, weekend, so it should be fun. We've got special guest Dylan Cricket Danielson, Oral Roberts baseball star, uh, joining us here today. Uh, we're going to talk some MLB, some NBA, and just all fun sports and some baseball with our guy. Uh, but first, make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and anywhere else you get your podcasts at Burgers Brats. Stay up to date with our latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Burgers Brats. And if you're watching us on YouTube right now, you see the great Dylan Cricket Danielson. Dylan, thank you so much for being with us. What's up, Matt? What's up, Braxton? Appreciate you guys having me on the show today. Second time joining you guys. Second time, baby. It's glad to, it. glad to have you back, man. Get it. Now I see you working on the beard cricket. Yeah, go to you. you I used to go to Peace Haven, but now, now going, uh, I, I've been growing the goatee a little bit. Might go nice. for game, game day opening series. Might go just stash. I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll see how it goes. Do they make you okay. grow up for baseball? No. Okay. I thought there was just an unwritten <laughs> rule where you got to have facial hair. My freshman year, we we had we had to be clean clean shaven. Oh yeah, I remember that. I was at like OU, the Yankees. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. The some greatest. places, some some coaches have it like it's an old school thing, but I don't know. Yeah, I I remember that. Um, Dylan, you are now at Oral Roberts University. Uh, your first year there. How are you enjoying it in Tulsa, Oklahoma? I love it, man. Um, Tulsa area. Uh, I mean, with COVID and everything, it's kind of hard to get out and do stuff like normal, you know, COVID affected a lot of things. Um, but like, I mean, Oklahoma weather. So like, I mean, other than this past week it has been pretty good. You can get outside, you can practice, you can play outside. Unlike in Minnesota, you're stuck with a foot of snow until April and stuff. So, uh, but no, it's been good. Um, I'm really loving the coaching staff. I'm loving the team. And I think the season this year is going to be awesome. So. Yeah, Tulsa is really fun. I really enjoy Tulsa. Um, just what – so, yeah, about the snow. I, I forgot where I was going with this. But, yeah, we're finally getting blizzards in Oklahoma. How excited are you? It's going to be like hometown Minnesota here for you. Okay, this is not a blizzard, Braxton. <laughs> They're saying it's going to be a blizzard, man. They're saying this is going to be a blizzard. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe in the few next few days, maybe yeah, I don't know. In the I mean, next I mean, few days, not right now. Next few days. Okay. Yeah. Um. I guess I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens, and maybe we'll be shut down for a few days because you guys, you guys don't know how to drive and this stuff. <laughs> we we got we got we got uh the last two days canceled. They're like we couldn't meet on campus because of it was too icy or whatever. So. Did you have class today? We had to go to class today. Like we had class. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it should be fun. I'm excited. I love the snow. So uh, not the ice, but yeah. um, so uh, we talked to you a little bit in, during the summer about uh, practicing in COVID. This was kind of before you got fully acquainted with the school and everything. Uh, what's it like being, uh, being uh, practicing during COVID? Uh, what are your, uh, what, what's it just like um, getting ready for the season with all these COVID protocols? Take me through a day um, with COVID protocols in baseball at ORU. Um, well, right now, um, 
all we have to do, I mean, we, we just show up and we practice like normal, except we just have to um, try to just socially distance as uh, much as we can. We have to wear a mask um, whenever we're within like six feet of people. Um, it was a lot more strict, I would say, in the fall. And with like having to hand sanitize, like we couldn't fill up our own water bottle. We couldn't even use our locker room. But now this spring we can, we have our locker room back um, so we can all like bond in there. Um, right now, since we're, it's like, it's like we're going through this weather, we can't be outside. Um, so we have an indoor that we can practice in and everything. And we've been practicing there, but there's also a lot of other sports that have to, um, like soccer has to practice and they use our indoor. So we have to, um, there can only be like one group in there at a time. Like we can't have two teams. So we're kind of limited right now with practice times and, um, yeah, and I think starting up on f tomorrow, we have COVID testing. So we'll have like tomorrow, everyone gets tested for antigen um, results. And then after that, I think every week um, we'll have half the team gets tested um, and to see like who, if we're doing our part and staying COVID free and stuff. So since you're an outfielder, do you have to stay with the outfielders? And um, I'm sure they probably already do that. Uh, without COVID, but do you have to stay in a specific group with your players? Uh, no, I mean, I've, I'm both infield and outfield. I've been working a little bit third and a little bit in, like right and left. So I kind of bounce back and forth between um, infield and outfield. And it all, honestly, like our hitting groups right now, it all depends on uh, class time. Like we have like an early group that starts at 1.30 and then we'll do like a little bit of team defense at like three when everyone's usually out of class. And then at um, – I'd say about four, they, um, the, the people that couldn't come to the first group because of class didn't have their hitting session. So it's kind of all, we all like kind of get together and yeah. it, it switches around every day. So. All right, Matt, we're talking hey, to the next A-Rod over here. Yeah, that's right. I know. Right. Hey, Cricket. So talk a little bit about your journey. Um, you know, when we, we first met, you were at OU, you went and went in, and played in Iowa and then now you're here in Tulsa. Um, you know, talk about your journey, what you've learned along the way, um, and, and transferring to different institutions and, and kind of for anybody out there that, you know, is looking to play ball. And, you know, sometimes you have to move around a little bit to get where you want to be. Talk a little bit about your journey, if you don't mind. Yeah, so I started out uh, my freshman year at OU, like you said, and um, there I redshirted. And then um, – and I got to play with a lot of great players like Steel Walker, Kyler Murray, um, Jake Irvin, and just a bunch of other just amazing people. And so from there, my biggest takeaway was just as I redshirted, was just being able to um, learn from all of, like the people that were like so good there. And I, I kind of picked apart some of their brains and try to take as much as I could from them and just watching their style of play at the high level. Um, and then my second year, I transferred to um, North Iowa Area Community College, which is the JUCO route. Um, I was there for the past two years, and there I just learned um, a lot more just like, um, I would say, I don't know, a little bit more grittiness, I guess, because JUCO lifestyle is not as, you're not as privileged as um, a Division One or Division Two or whatever. Um, you have to take 16-hour bus rides and um, practice a lot and um, so yeah and then now I'm here at Oral Roberts University um, and here it's just 
it's just amazing. Like the culture we have, um, the group of guys, the coaching staff, um, it's just all genuine. And even the people here at the school are just, they're just so genuine professors. Amazing. Um, so, so far it's been a great experience here and I'm loving it. That's good to hear. Yeah. We wish, we wish you were still here. We miss you. We miss you here, uh, down here in Norman, but, uh, I'm excited to hear how your season goes. Yeah. You had the best roommate I heard, um, freshman year at Edmonton. Yeah. Tyler Hardman. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> Tyler Hardman. Best roomie. Don't forget Mason. And Mason. <laughs> Not you though. Worst RA though. I, yeah, I did have, I did, I did have the best RA though. What? Yeah. Kobe, right? <laughs> What? Uh, no, no, Shelton. You, you guys Shelton, didn't have. Yeah. yeah, you didn't have Koki. Koki was down on the other floor. That's right. Yeah. Um. So, cricket. What? What are you expecting? I mean, for this season. Um. You know. I mean, we, you're getting ready. I mean, to play baseball in COVID. We, you know, you talked about everything that you've had to do. I mean, what? What are you looking for? Just the opening day. Like when you when you can get to play first game. What are you excited about the most? Honestly, just being able to get out there and just compete against another team. I mean, um, for me and all the guys here, like all, our seasons got cut short last season or last year around uh, April. Or not. It was like the first two weeks, maybe May, early May or something. Um, and it was just it just sucked like having to hear uh, that like our season was done. And some people like some of the seniors were they didn't know if they're going to be able to play again. But obviously they got to come back and they get a second chance, you know, so just getting out on the field and just being able to compete and just let everything go loose. And I don't know, just have fun. Um, so what are, what are some of your, your season goals, not as a team, not just as a team, but yourself as well? Like, what do you, um, batting average, what do you expect to hit home runs? Uh, what, what do you think on that? What are your expectations for the season team and yourself? Um, for me, I mean, right now, I just want to be able to uh, compete for a starting spot on the lineup. And, and when I get there, do the best I can, regardless of whatever happens, um, whether it's defensively, offensively, I want to be able to contribute the best I can to the team. Um, and we really here, we um, really tone in on uh, quality at bat. So we try to have like a, a good like 55% quality at bat uh, percentage. So if I could hit that range, that'd be amazing. Um, and for a team, we uh, obviously Omaha is the end goal. That's what everyone wants to do. Um, but also along with that, um, Nebraska Omaha took the conference title from ORU uh, two years ago, or like, I guess the last full season that we had. So we're looking forward to being able to compete for that conference title. And this year will be at their place. So We'll get to go back there and hopefully bring it back home here. Yes, sir. I want 300 home runs on the year. Nothing left. Right? <laughs> 300. Yeah. It, it is It is good, though, because we uh, – a lot of people with COVID uh, might not have a full 56-game schedule with uh, conference, like, limitations, like the Big Ten. They canceled on us already. But we, we, we're, we're fortunate enough to have – we found extra games, so we have a complete 56-game schedule. Um and I don't know how many other universities have that. So yeah. we'll have a lot of opportunities to be playing and uh, get ready for when uh, May rolls around and conference tournament comes. 
Well, you said they canceled on you guys, and you're being very humble. They just didn't want to face you, Cricket. They knew that you destroyed <laughs> through the conference. So maybe yeah. COVID, but we know why they really canceled against you guys. You're going to tear them up. Yeah. It was going to be cool because, like, part of our conference is up in um, in North Dakota, NDSU, and South Dakota, SDSU. So those are two towns that are – like, SDSU is, like, 45 minutes from my hometown, and then uh, NDSU is about three hours. So – we usually would have like we've usually played Minnesota like as a midweek when we travel up there, and so it kind of been cool to be able to play SDSU, NDSU, and Minnesota all in my area. But yeah, Big Ten kind of followed suit with what they did in football and just played in conference. That's why no one likes them. We don't like them. Yeah, hope, hope they don't follow suit with their other rules with Ohio State. But that's we talked enough about that on another yeah. podcast. <laughs> the ORU comes to OU this year. Yeah, we will. Uh, we play midweek, I believe, um, at OU. Not sure when, but we'll come down there. We'll be there. We will be there. Unless there's a blizzard. Uh, that, I don't think it'll be. I think it'll be too late for that. Hopefully. <laughs> you never know. Hopefully. We don't, yeah, we don't know <laughs> what it's like. Yeah. Um, so, uh, talk about the season. What's one of the games or series uh, that you're most looking forward to to play? Well, I guess you talked what could have been one, but um, since that's not happening, what's another one that you're looking forward to? Uh, definitely LSU. We go down to LSU our, I think, third weekend, and LSU's atmosphere is typically unreal. I mean, I think they're probably one of the top five, if not three schools that, like, bring in attendance. And obviously, like, the attendance is going to be cut down a little bit, but, I mean, still, the atmosphere is going to be sick. Like, just playing LSU, they're typically a top 25 team for sure. Um, so being able to play that down there in Baton Rouge will be pretty sick. I don't think their attendance will be cut down in LSU, man. Not down there. They, it's different down there in the South. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it's not. It'll be sick to play in front of 9,000, but um, 9,000 rowdy fans. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. So, Matt, any other questions? I think you answered all of them. And Braxton beat me to him probably on the other ones. So <laughs> You started saying one, then I was like, uh-oh, I don't know, that's mine. <laughs> yeah, I know, going back and forth. No, but Cricket, we're excited for you, man. Um, you know, it's exciting for all, all you out there that, you know, student athletes and get an opportunity to resume your season, hopefully get through the whole season and mm-hmm. um, with fans again and things, you know, slightly returning to a little normal along the way. But, um, yeah, no, it's exciting. That, that, that game in LSU will be fun. I'm excited when you're down here in Norman. We will try to figure out how we can get in there. If we have to sneak in, I didn't say that. Uh, you know, well, we can you find a way. You guys, you guys can we just could. Watch, you guys can just watch from the berm. On right oh, that, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've, I've already heard that a lot of people uh, are already trying to. <laughs> that's what they've been doing for like practices and things. Are just already bring their trucks up there, and I don't think people are too happy that people are doing that because of COVID. But um, no, that'd be good. Yeah. Well, we'll see what I, what I can do. I can maybe get you guys tickets or something. Oh, heck yeah. I think, I think we get so many tickets, like, to, like, certain games. It depends on, the, the like, the teams or the conferences, like, uh, rules with COVID. Um, and so if I have enough tickets and I can give tickets, so I can give them to you guys if my parents are oh, confident. My bro. It'll be R or ORU, too, so I don't think many students will go uh, to the game. Yeah, <laughs> it'll, it'll be a midweek. Well, game. we're gonna go because we're a friend. <laughs> I'm not gonna go watch I mean, ORU play. We'll we'll have we'll have most 
like a lot of I'm sure a lot of the families from around uh, on our team will probably come. Um, we have a lot of like local Tulsa and uh, kind of kids around the Tulsa area that live here. So yeah, but we'll find a way. We'll find a way. Hey, well, one other question, Cricket. Um, do you you keep in touch with any of the guys from OU, uh, OU or Iowa? I mean, I mean, I'm sure you, you keep in touch with a few guys, but um, do you keep in touch with a lot of them? Um, from OU, uh, maybe every now and then, um, I might hit them up. Uh, I talk, I do keep in touch with uh, some of the guys from, uh, my JUCO. Um, I'll, I'll talk to them every now and then and FaceTime them whenever I'm on the road. Um, so yeah. Not while you're driving, hopefully, right? Not uh, on the road I, driving. I didn't say I was driving. I just said I was on the road. I could be in the parking lot. Well, it was implied. I mean, <laughs> not during the blizzard, bro. No. Um, Dylan, uh, thank you for sitting down to interview with us again. Can't believe it's already been a couple months since the last one. Uh, but we're glad to have you stick around this time. And we're going to talk some MLB. Uh, we'll be seeing you in the pros hopefully soon with some pinstripes. Um, I'm going to come to those games. Pinstripes, I'm, I'll be at every single one. Um, Matt, take over MLB segment. You you know the most. I, Trevor Bauer to the Dodgers. I saw that. Yeah, Bauer to the Dodgers. He he was playing a little mind games with everyone on Twitter this offseason. And I, Cricket, I want to get your reaction on on him going to the Dodgers in a second. But um, the Mets and Dodgers were the final two. It looked like he was going to go Mets, and then he said, "No, I'm going Dodgers." And the Dodgers rotation is just going to be stacked. Um, their lineup is already stacked. They're probably got to be the favorites to go back and win again. Uh, so cricket, you like the, I mean, what do you feel about this move? I mean, this is a guy that was super, I mean, dominant last year. Um, and also really fun on Twitter and he's got a good personality. He'll fit in in LA. I'm sure. What are your thoughts on this move? Uh, I mean, like you said, it's, they're going to be a powerhouse, man. Like, they are they are their pitching staff last year with Bueller, Day, uh, Kershaw was just al- already lights out, and they obviously won the World Series with that pitching staff. And now they get um, the Cy Young Award uh, winner Trevor Bauer, who is gonna go there, and he's just gonna pretty much dominate for them as well. Um, I think he, I mean, for him, it's probably the right move. I mean, if he wants to win a championship, I mean. Going there, going to the Padres, uh, Yankees, probably his best chance of getting into the playoffs and winning a World Series. Not the Yankees. Don't like the Yankees, Braxton. Sorry. It's okay, Twin. It's a, yeah, but no, I think I think that's a huge move for him and the Dodgers. It's just they're just going to dominate that in the playoffs again. So. Yeah, uh, I want to say, yeah, I, why not go to the Dodgers? They just won the World Series. They're bringing back, what, everyone, basically, uh, plus Bauer. We'll see if uh, Kershaw can still pitch in the postseason. He did pick it last year after. Uh, <laughs> His curse was broken last year. Yeah, so yeah, let's see if the curse is gone or they just gave him one, one year hiatus. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that team um, should uh, make it back to the World Series, at least, if not repeat. Mm-hmm. Now it wouldn't it, and I've got to look back at the numbers. Isn't Bauer getting paid like forty million or something a season? Um, which is, and there was a graphic, and we talked about it that like three—that's more than three other teams, almost like payroll or something. I mean, yeah. and maybe his total length of his contract or something, whatever it was, um, which is insane. I mean, Bauer's worth it. I mean, for what he did last year, but is he worth 
that much money. Uh, I mean, if you're the Dodgers, you can pay for it. But I, I just – that's a lot of money. I don't know why it shocks me, even though as good as he was last year. Cricket, I mean, you think that – I mean, I know that's how baseball goes now. You, everyone's getting more and more money. Yeah. Um, I would say – yeah, I would say that is a lot of money. Um, and I think – I think he struggled two years ago, and he had a bounce-back year last year and had a Cy Young Award, which, I mean, maybe it might be a lot of money um, – for a guy that just had one great season. I mean, not saying he's not great, um, but I don't know. I mean, like you said, it's that's baseball now these days. Like, if a team wants a player, they're going to pay him for it. And there's a lot of people uh, – I just watched the movie Moneyball. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it or not. But it's Good all about, like, trying to create the lowest salary team. And now there's just teams that one guy pretty much almost doubles – some other team's entire team. And I'm sure eventually they'll, they'll put a cap on something like a minimum or a maximum cap, which they probably should pretty soon. Cause the way I'm seeing it, uh, the MLB is turning into the ML MBA NBA with just teams that just have literally everybody and there's going to be powerhouses. Well, that's, I mean, that's what you said from Moneyball. I mean, that's the Oakland A's. That's what they do. I mean, they, that, that's their system of just shedding guys that were great and getting rid of their salary and moving them, you know, moving them to somewhere else. You bring up prospects, they don't stay very long. And that's why teams now for Oakland, it, it sometimes has worked. They can get with a really low payroll and kind of make their way. But you, you look at the disparities in the league. You have your LA, you have maybe now you can talk your Padres. You've got uh, New York, and then you've got teams like Tampa, I mean, and uh, uh, Pittsburgh. So it, that's what's tough in the league. And one thing, and I also, Braxton, I don't think we have this on our rundown for tonight, but I'm going to throw this in there, that look at what the Rockies did uh, just recently, mm-hmm. and they shipped Nolan Arenado to the Cardinals. And what people are not even calling a trade, they're calling it a heist. I mean, the Cardinals finagled the Rockies and said, we're going to take your best player, um, you're also going to help give us money and we'll give you some prospect. I mean, it, it was a lopsided deal. Yeah. So now the Rockies are projected to have over a hundred losses. Their team's going to be crap. And I, I don't get that move. I mean, what'd you think when you saw that trade to the Cardinals? Um, yeah. I mean, I thought a lot of the same as you. I mean, I have two, two teammates that are from Colorado and they were just absolutely just heated about the whole decision because <laughs> like, I mean, the t- their whole team is based around him and uh, Blackman. And now they lost pro- easily their best, like, athlete. So now they got to try to replace them with, uh, like you said, a minor leaguer that doesn't have any experience. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what why they would do that. But, I mean, that's a win for the Cardinals, in my, I guess, at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, a huge win. And, and we also, you know, there's Trevor Story there. And, and Story, I think, is a free agent as well after this upcoming season. So he could very much be gone. And I'm sure he has no really incentive to want to stay. So the Rockies go from a team that, and, and I forgot how they finished last season. I don't think they were very good. But in the last couple of years before that, I, we're, we're a better team. And now they just said we're going to look for the future again and go into a long rebuild because there's no way in the next couple of years they're going to be good with this roster. It's not a just a retooling. They're going through a major rebuild. 
Um, and uh, that's, that's tough. I, I, I don't, they just, I felt like they threw away their franchise with that deal and it made absolutely no sense yeah. why the Cardinals. It's yeah, they're probably, they're going to be in the rebuilding stage for probably quite some time. And I don't know if the reasoning behind it was money or something. I, I have no idea, but I mean, if you're a Rockies fan, I guess that kind of sucks. So you got to wait a few years. Yeah. As a mid-level Cardinals fan, I'm happy for this. I, I'm loving it. Now, Cardinals are like my second, third team, so I'm loving this trade. And then the Rockies were pretty good not too long ago, a few years ago. They were like one of the best, better teams. So. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I think a team that's going to really thrive, I think, this year will be uh, the Mets because they should have Syndergaard back. Um, obviously, DeGrom, who's always a Cy Young um, contender. Um, they got Stroman. They just got uh, Francisco Lindor from the um, Indians. So, I, mean, I think they're pretty. They're sitting pretty tight, especially with Pete Alonso as well. So, and they've got a new owner that is very involved and wants to make the Mets great. I mean, that, yeah. that's what we, you know, what we've seen from day one. Um, this this Mets team, and we've talked about them the last couple of weeks. They really have improved. Um, they're in a tough division. I mean, we what we've seen is the Nationals have been uh, good of, of recent. The Braves are now looking really good. You've got the Phillies that have weapons but haven't looked great. You've got the Marlins now <laughs> that maybe, you know, they're, they're making some noise. So this division, I think, is going to be tougher. And the Mets continue to improve, and they've made a lot of improvement this offseason to try to get better. Um, so that you're right. That is a team to watch. They were also involved as, and I believe it was, uh, in a trade for, with the Red Sox and, uh, Kansas city for Andrew Benintendi. I think the, yeah. uh, Mets were the third team for like a player to be named later in another prospect, but Benintendi goes from the Red Sox to Kansas city and Franchi Cordero, their outfielder goes to the Red Sox. I believe, um, this is a big pickup for the Royals. I yeah. mean, you get Ben Attendee, that's a good piece for a Royals team that is really still going through a rebuild after they win the World Series. They kind of shed some guys, let some guys go. Pretty good deal for the, for KC. Yeah, I mean, they've been – they were a powerhouse. I mean, they had really like two or three years there where they were just spot on and they made a run for the title every single year. And then they kind of just fell off after they won that World Series and kind of been back in a rebuild. And, I mean, getting Andrew Ben Attendee, yeah, it's going to be huge for them. Yeah, as a mid-level Kansas City Royals fan, too, I do enjoy this. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were about to say as a mid-level Red Sox fan, I'll say there's no way you're no, about no. to say that. I got the Yankees, me? the Cubs, the Cardinals. I know that doesn't mix. But then the Royals, those are my four. Those are my four. We don't even have to talk about the Yankees. The Yankees just have every – like they just pay for whatever they want. We're freaking it, cursed, though, man. We can't win. Right. We had yeah. to face the cheaters so many years in a row in our prime. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky you didn't run into the twins last year. You oh, know. yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you guys are lucky, though, because I think Serviano should be back this year, too. Better be, please. Please. We don't have to knock it, though. That kind of hurts. But yeah, that's the Yankees. They'll, they'll figure out. Pinstripe's going all the way this year. I'm calling it. Fourth year in a row. Who? Pinstripes. Oh, like back to the playoffs or to the no, World Series? No, to the World Series. Four years. We're going, we're going winning. Calling it four years in a row now. God, four years, man. We've been cheated out. Cheated out four years. Really? Four yeah. years? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a guest star on our podcast. Um, 
What else yeah. for MLBDM, Matt? Well, I mean, that was the uh, that was the biggest news right there with those trades. Um, you know, I think that's it, Braxton. I, I mean, I, look, I think it's going to be between the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, sure, your Yankees will be there too, but uh, I don't think they're going to go all the way. We'll talk about that in a later episode, though. But I, I think it's going to be Dodgers right now. You know, the Yankees going all the way. No. Wow. I'm not I, I, watch Tampa do it again. Are we doing our predictions of who's winning it? Yeah, what do you, you got? got yeah, you got go for it. I'm going to go Padres. Padres winning it, but getting snow. And then sleeper team, hate to say it, Minnesota. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay no, they won't win it. They won't win it, but they'll they'll at least they'll at least make it to the um, ALDS. Who do the Padres beat in the World Series? Mm. Let's see. I go with. I want to say the Yankees, but Yankees. Yankees. I guess I go with the Yankees. I'm going Yankees beat the Dodgers in the World Series. That's Look, Greg, you got Nelson Cruz back, so that's that's what that's all you need. Nelly Cruz is back for you guys. He'll yeah. hit some bombs for you. Yeah. Dylan, anything else you like to talk about for the MLB? Um, I guess one thing about COVID, with the COVID thing that I was talking to you guys about earlier was uh, they're doing some contact tracing bracelets, I heard, for um, – it's like some kind of bracelet they wear around, and if they test positive, it tracks wherever they were. And I, don't know, I think it's kind of interesting because, like, if they – say there's a, a dude that gets um, – hits a double and some shortstop gets popped for COVID and it's going to show that that guy was within six feet of that shortstop. And I don't know, it's kind of, it's going to be interesting if that, if they follow through with that and I don't know, I guess with COVID, that's just something interesting that I saw. Yeah. I wish we had some of those. Those sound awesome. I saw the NBA had like rings when they did it. I don't know if they ever did that um, yeah. during the bubble, but that'd be, I'd love to have one of those. Um, let's move into on this day in history. Um, then we'll talk some NBA. 1660, the year six – or no, 660. Yeah, did I say that right? I don't know if you said that right. Uh, Japan is founded. 1947, uh, French designer Christian Dior uh, presents his first influential collection. And then 1996, Tupac Shakir releases his fourth studio album, All Eyes on Me. Have you guys seen that movie? All Eyes on Me? Nope. Uh, okay, I'm the only one. All right, sweet. Uh, happy birthdays. We got to give out Burt Reynolds, uh, Charles Darwin, and Bill Russell. Happy birthday. Only one is alive. But happy birthday to those three. Uh, make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, anywhere else you get your podcasts at Burgers Brots. Stay up, to, stay up to date with our latest news on Twitter and Instagram at Burgers Brots. And if you're watching, follow us on YouTube at Burgers Brots. Uh, let's move into some NBA. Dylan, have you been keeping up with the NBA at all? Nope. All right. <laughs> will be a quick uh, segment then. Um, uh, NBA All-Star Game is coming up pretty soon. Uh, we all – you watch the dunk contest. You watch All-Star Weekend. Do you, you watch those when they come on? Yeah, I'll watch the dunk contest. So the NBA is eyeing a halftime dunk contest um, for the All-Star Game. Uh, I, I love this. A halftime. Get LeBron playing the first half and then send him out to do the dunk contest. Maybe he'll finally do it. Um, hopefully, since it's just right then. 
Uh, Matt, what's your thought on halftime dunk contest? Yeah, look, I, I think this is better. I know in the past, you know, you've got uh, performers coming in doing a halftime show. That's great for the Super Bowl, but not for the NBA All-Star game. Let's do the skills challenge. Let's do the dunk contest. I mean, probably only can get one thing in at halftime. Do the dunk contest during halftime. I think that's a lot more entertaining um, than just having a performer, you know, go out there. It's a COVID year, so let's see what happens. Try it that way. Um, I'm all for it. I think it'll be entertaining. I want to know who's going to be in it. I know you said LeBron. Um, honestly, let's see if there's a couple of rookies out there to put in if, if they're not going to be all-stars um, because, you know, I'm sure some of those players, if they're a starter in the all-star game, are going to want an actual halftime of a break, you know. Um, so put some rookies in. Make it fun. Make it entertaining. Get Zion in there. Maybe he'll Heck do it. yeah. <laughs> I, will, I hope he does. Um, put Aaron Gordon in it, but then he'll be screwed out of uh, – title uh of course put uh, Dwight I mean, Howard in again so we can see him again I, I'd love for that um MVP MVP race right now uh LeBron James is leading uh Embiid is in second uh behind a few points then the Gokic the best center in the league Nikola Jokic and third Matt the best passing center the best scorer in the league man um so that's your MVP race um, some standings. I'll dive into this. Um, or I want to. I want to get your opinion on the Nets, Dylan. What are your thoughts on that super team? I have no idea. You have no idea. No. <laughs> James Harden, KD, Kyrie. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think Dylan. That sounds like a typical NBA team to me. Yeah, like you're talking about with the MLB teams are becoming NBA teams, uh, superstars. <laughs> I think Dylan speaks for a lot of us. Like. Who cares? Yeah, up up and down season. I mean, a team that, I mean, they're 15 and 12, but honestly, this, I mean, I don't know. I I go back on, I don't know if I I go back on my pick of having them win it all. I don't believe that anymore um, because of that. That was before Harden and Harden helps. Yes. Don't get me wrong, but I just, that team full of too many personalities, it will get them. It'll bite them somewhere along the way. That's what I've heard. Uh, I, I'd love to be a fan of the Nets this year, but um, Matt, do you have the do you know the standings? You want me to read them off to you? I, I've got them pulled up, so All right, um, we can talk about. Um, one of my surprises, I think the Nets were second last time we did this. They're now in third. Uh, Celtics are fourth. I thought they'd be one or two. Uh, Raptors though come back in the fifth. They weren't ranked last time, and I know we both. I I know I picked them kind of up high. I don't, I don't remember what you did, uh, but the Pacers are just falling. And the Hornets and the Hawks, man. LaMelo Ball, Trey Young are carrying those teams to the playoffs. Uh, so uh, what are your thoughts on the East? Well, we've got four teams over 500. That's pretty bad. Um, normally, I mean, it's going to even out. It's still way too early, but normally we'll see at least six teams. So we only got four right now. Um, but looking at the teams, you mentioned it. The Raptors are getting hot. They're moving up. Um, the Pacers have lost four in a row. The, the Cavs have lost five in a row. The Cavs are really – um, cool. They've been bad. They've been two and eight in their last 10. We're seeing Miami though, win three in a row. Miami is kind of emerging a little bit because they were really in the pits. But again, uh, the Wizards and the Pistons have not done much since we talked last time. We saw the trade that went through Derek Rose going to New York and Dennis Smith Jr. and a second round pick going to Detroit. And Detroit, six and 18, um, they are just terrible. They only have one win on the road. They're one and 11. They're actually five and seven at home. That's not bad in this era. 
or in this COVID year, but one and 11 on the road, that's pretty bad. That's Dylan, pretty bad. Dylan, do you keep up with uh, Trey Young? Um, OE, some OE basketball. Nope. <laughs> said, this I, 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 think, I don't think I've seen one like play of NBA. Not even on Twitter. You haven't seen Trey balling? No. Wow. Twitter's whack. We're just paying attention to those stocks right now. That's what we're doing. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, in the West, uh, Jazz are still number one. Lakers two. Clips three. Suns are at four, so they've been holding steady there for a little bit. You have Portland up at five. Uh, Spurs at six, uh, coming back into the playoffs. And then the Nuggets have fallen to seven, and the Warriors at eight. Um, a little surprising. Nuggets were – they all started off bad, but then they got hot. They got up to, like, the three seed last week. Now they're all the way back down to seven. Uh, see how they start playing. But the Portland, really haven't heard much from them this year. And they're the fifth seed. Uh, Jazz, they've been sustaining. Uh, even without D. Mitch, uh, they won their games. Uh, we'll see um, how I, – I think they're pretty legit this year. Uh, Warriors holding on the eighth spot. I love it. And then the Suns doing pretty good basketball with Chris Paul and D-Book. Loving them at the um, four seed. Yeah, you've got. My, t- oh, go ahead. My wolves at the who? My wolves. Bad. Your wolves are at the bottom of the league. <laughs> <laughs> All <laughs> right. Put three wins. Uh, they're six and nineteen. Oh wow! <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. They are. They are bad. They've lost three in a row. They're two and eight in their last ten. When I look at the West, there's ten teams over 500 so again we have four teams in the east 10 teams in the west um one thing mavs have won three in a row they're getting hot you talked about phoenix they've won four in a row they're looking really good and every team sorry dylan but minnesota is still in this and i know it's early minnesota is still in this i get it but not really at six and 19 that's crap um but, but everyone else is either like within two and a half games out of a playoff spot so you look at okc they're rebuilding the rockets Trade away everybody, but they're all, I mean, they're two games under 500. Zion's two games under 500. Mavs are two games under 500. Then everyone else is at 500 or way above. Right now, you got Jazz, you got Lakers, um, maybe even the Clippers in that as well, and a tier of their own, and then everyone else. But um, this West is competitive, and we knew that coming into the season. Yeah, the West uh, carries the league as they have been the last few years. Uh, anything else on the NBA? All right, let's move into our final segment. Who would you share a burger and brought with? Guests, go first. So this is my interesting story. Um, I read a story I saw on my uh, news feed the other day of uh, this one-eyed baseball player for the uh, San Francisco Giants, and – I digged into the story. I looked at it, and his name is Drew Robinson. And it was kind of a crazy story that he had. Um, he was battling depression for, I think, ten or twelve years, and he was able to somehow hide it from all of everyone that he was close with. Um, and when quarantine hit, he became and he was isolated by himself. He became very um, depressed, and he attempted to um, commit suicide. And what he ended up doing was he shot a gun at through his head and he literally passed out or he shot himself through the eye bullet wound came out the other side and he passed out woke up four hours later he was in shock and had he didn't feel any of the pain and so he looked in the mirror and 
like he saw the bullet hole and everything decided to take a shower and then he went to sleep and he woke up the next morning and he was in, in the worst pain ever a shock uh where uh, was gone and so he contemplated on finishing it and he decided not to and he called 911 and uh i guess long story short he ended up getting a prosthetic guy um somehow he survived 20 hours um with a bullet like hole in his head and now the uh, san francisco giants are going to give him a second chance with one eyed um to play in uh play for their organization so they gave him a contract that wasn't like money guaranteed or anything guaranteed they're just going to give him a second shot and see if he can become the second player to make the bigs with one eye but the only other player that has pit he, he was a pitcher the one that has previously done it and this guy's a hitter so hitting's hard enough with two eyes and with one eye i don't i don't know how that's going to go for him but see what happens yeah, yeah I mean, go ahead Braxton. you can go ahead I was just saying, it's a really cool story. Um, and I read it when it came out on ESPN. And um, anybody that has some time, definitely read Drew Robinson's story because it really is impactful. Mental health is something that a lot of, you know, very, it's a big topic that and maybe we, we, need, we should probably talk more about on our podcast. Uh, but, um, you know, anybody out there that is struggling, you know, talk to somebody. That's so important um, because you don't need to be bottling that up. Everyone, I think everyone goes through a lot of crap and, uh it's always good to just talk with people. Um, you know, you got friends in your life that they're not going to make fun of you because they're probably going through something similar or something they can compare that to. So um, definitely open up and talk about it. very impactful story. And I hope he, I wish him the best of luck when he, he spent some time in the Rangers organization. Um, he was fun to watch, uh, hit a couple of home runs with the Rangers when he made it to the bigs. He was one of those journeymen that was going up and down, but um, I, I really, uh, I wish him the best and hope he can, he can he can succeed again because he's got a very powerful story. Yeah. Um, well said, uh, Matt. Um, so my burger and brought. Um, so do you love the South? Um, well, and do you want to get paid to move there uh, during this COVID year? I sound like I'm doing a commercial. I, I feel like I'm watching <laughs> a commercial here. <laughs> you love the South, and you want to get paid to move there. Well, the historic city of Natchez, I think I hope I said that right, in Mississippi, Natchez, 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 <laughs> is um, watching the name here. Good job, Braxton. All right, N A T C H E Z. So go look that up, guys. Go, go. I just I spelled it out for you, so go look it out. Um, so Natchez, Mississippi, is offering workers twenty five hundred dollars in moving expenses and three hundred dollars a month for a year to move down there. Uh, there are only 30 slots available and you have to buy a home that is 150 grand or more to qualify. But the medium house um, down there is 91,000. So you're pretty good, pretty good house if you go 150 grand. Um, the city is known for rich sunsets, vibrant festivals, and uh, mindering bike paths and antebellum homes. So if you love the South, you can get paid to move there down in Mississippi. Doesn't look like a bad town. I looked at it. Not that bad. What's what's the reasoning behind them paying? Like what's why do they need to pay people? Well, why would you want to go live in Mississippi? <laughs> well, what's what got them to the to the conclusion of oh, let's just pay people to come live here? Well, Dylan, and I'm only just thirty gonna... and only thirty people. The only thing I could see for that reasoning is like a very small town of like say twenty people. They like, okay, we need like more business or something. 
Yeah, it, the town, the downtown didn't look too bad. Um, I, a, a lot of more, a lot of cities are doing this. I know some places down in Mexico um, are doing this as well. But yeah, you'll see some small cities sometimes do this. Maybe that's why there's only probably 30 slots because uh, they can't afford to do that many more. And they're making by a hundred fifty thousand dollar house, uh, and the median one is only ninety one thousand. Uh, so you, they earn some more money, but um, they're going to pay you in your expenses. If you're looking for a fresh start, why not go live down there? You get paid. That was a get wonderful stimmy, commercial. You get that stimmy check. Yeah, I'll think about that commercial. I don't know if that commercial sold me. <laughs> you have to make another one, Braxton. Not convincing the name. It's because I botched the name. Would you, really go, would you go live there, Braxton? Sure. Why not? You only have to no. stay there for a year. I, I wouldn't mind it. it. It did not look too bad. It didn't look like one of those Mississippi towns. It looked pretty nice. Like those. You're too, you're too high maintenance. <laughs> well, Again, we want to apologize to everyone in Mississippi who visited no, from this last 30 minutes or 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> it's got meandering bike paths, antebellum homes, vibrant festivals. What other town has all three of those? Norman, uh, yeah. Dylan, does that not sell you right there? Vibrant paths or whatever he said. <laughs> it says rich sunsets, so you know they're nice. Because you can't see a sunset anywhere else but in Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All, right. All right. Well, I've got uh, history made in the Super Bowl this past week. Uh, Sarah Thomas became the first woman referee to referee a Super Bowl. So that's awesome. Um, history made. You know, we've seen a lot more uh, women in, in uh, men's sports and coaching um, and refereeing. And, and so that's pretty awesome that we had history made this year. Um, so what a and what a historic moment. Yeah. Uh, Dylan, thank you again so much for being on with us. We'll have you on again in a few months, maybe when you're about to head to Omaha. Uh, we'll have you back on. Um, but you want to give out your socials for everyone listening? My social stuff? Yeah. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Dylan Cricket. Look it up. All right. I'm like looking cricket. it up right now, Cricket. Let me look I'm this looking up. it up. How do you spell <laughs> Cricket? Is it like Cricket? C-R-I-Q-U-E-T. Q-T. Yes, sir. <laughs> Q-U-E-T. Q-T. Yes, I am a Q. <laughs> um... Anything else to add, guys? Um, just wish the best of luck to Dylan on the season. Yeah, good luck, bro. Thanks for having me, boys. You're welcome, my guy. Um, everyone, thank you all for listening. Make sure you're following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, and anywhere else you get your podcasts at Burgers Brots. Stay up to date with our latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and watch us on YouTube at Burgers Brots. Matt and I, thanks for listening. Take care. Stay safe.